Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 8, verses 20 through 32, called The Coming Swarm. Here's another thing to be thinking about. There is a difference, please hear what I'm about to say, between tribulation and wrath. And the difference is this. Jesus said, in this world, you will have (laughs) tribulation. Was Israel experiencing tribulation in Egypt? Oh, yeah. How long did it last? A long time. Hundreds of years, right? I don't know that the whole time was terrible uh, enslavement. It wasn't, but it was going on for a while. They were tribulating, if you will, in Egypt. But when the wrath came... God set his people apart so that they did not taste the wrath of God. Here's the important thing to remember. We have not been appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the camp of God's redeemed people. However he does it on that day, makes no never mind to me. (laughs) I just want to know that I'm not under his wrath. Amen? And here's the good news. Jesus Christ took the wrath at the cross. And the distinguishing mark, if you will, it's who's in Christ and who is not. But think of a cross for a second. It's what side of the cross are you on? Has Jesus tasted the wrath for you? Or are you not in Christ Jesus? Because if you're not in Christ Jesus, then you are already under the wrath of God. Kirk Cameron being interviewed about the method of... uh, uh, Ray, what's his last name? Ray Comfort's uh, evangelism method to use the law to convince people that need a savior. I'm not saying you should do this every time, but, but it does work. Sometimes you need to come in with grace and, and the goodness of God and the cross, especially if someone's broken. But the law of God can be effective t- to the prideful. And you should use the law of God to get people's attention. To know that God's wrath is going to be satisfied and it's either going to be paid for by Christ. It has been paid for, but you got to be in Christ because if you're not in Christ, then you are still under the judgment of God. And here's where I was going with Kirk Cameron. People question the method and Kirk quoted John three thirty six, and he said, well, look, the Bible says they're already under the wrath of God. I'm not telling them anything the Bible doesn't say. Now I would pray for discernment in using that method. And normally if I use it, I use myself as an example. I say, well, I've broken just about every one of the commandments. So uh, this is what happens when I break God's law. He's holy and just, and he's going to judge. But here's the good news. So sometimes you have to start with the bad news so you can get to the good news. So people know why the good news is so good. Amen. And Jesus did this often in his ministry with the law. Behold, Revelation 3, 9 and 10 to the faithful church of Philadelphia I will cause those of the synagogue of Satan, Revelation 3, 9 and 10, who say they are Jews and are not but lie. Behold, I will make them to come and bow down at your feet. That's what Pharaoh is about to do in asking for prayer. And to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will also keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world 
to test those who dwell upon the earth. I will keep you through it is the language. And this is why some people believe that this is what God will do. He will protect his people when judgment comes. I believe that the church will be raptured before the wrath comes, but that's an in-house debate. And then the Lord did so. He sent the swarms, 24, and there came a great, the Hebrew word kabed, a dense or literally heavy group of swarms of insects into the house of Pharaoh. I don't you love how his house is a special target mentioned first? <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh, who's there? Anyway. And the houses of his servants, now not just, not just blowing around the land, not just on the outside of the house. Gee, isn't it wonderful we put the double pane windows in recently? No. And the houses of his servants, and the land was laid waste. Literally, the land was ruined, ESV, corrupted New King James, because of the swarms of insects in all the land of Egypt. Can you put up the ugly photo of the beetles one more time? The land was ruined. Probably a stench, a corruption. But more than that, people say that the land is a, is a personification of the people. It's one thing to say the land was ruined. Ah, terrible, you know. They're not growing crops over here. Or this is happening over there. But the implication is the people of the land The land represents the people. They were ruined. Talk about a bad week. Talk about chaos and questions. I just interacted with two gentlemen in the last 24 hours, and I'm not sure that they're believers, but but they're talking about spiritual things and looking at our world, and even unbelievers are going, wow, biblical plagues ain't that far away, right? When we start looking at what's going on in the world. And so the insects were everywhere. The land was ruined. It was eaten up. Psalm 78, 45 says, God sent among them swarms of flies which devoured, literally ate the Egyptians alive. Psalm 78, 45, and frogs which destroyed them. Literally the Egyptians were being eaten alive. Wow. What would happen now? Well, Pharaoh didn't call the magicians. They're nowhere to be found. I think they're on vacation. I think they needed a long extended vacation. (laughs) They're nowhere. And he doesn't call for them. Notice what happens next. Pharaoh 25 called for Moses. And here is Aaron and said, go. Okay. Go sacrifice to your God. But do it what? Within the land. Okay, if this is what you want to do, you want to go worship your God, all right, go ahead. He's a politician, isn't he? Master manipulator, but do it within the boundaries of the land. Now, Moses had said, no, we got to go three days journey into the wilderness. This is what God wants. No, do it within the land. Don't go too far. Stay within the land. Okay, if you're going to worship your God, then worship your God. <laughs> He's probably hitting bugs off of himself. <laughs> if you, if you, if you got to worship, Moses is standing there. There's not one near him. Right? Aaron's standing there, not one near them. But Pharaoh, <laughs> people that used to fan him with things are slapping things probably off of his head. 
was the, the Home Alone movie when the spider's at the, on the one guy? <laughs> Marv. <laughs> don't do, don't do, ah! Anyway. The flies were getting under Pharaoh's skin. Let me ask you a question. How long would you endure until you called the hotline? How many times do you think Pharaoh may have done something like this? Well, if there was a, a beetle right in front of him to talk to so he could do this quite easily. If you guys are the gods, <laughs> uh, could you save us now? Could you all just go away? Wasn't working. So we don't know the in-betweens. Some of the stuff is assumed, but he calls for the right guys. But he wants a compromise. He's a politician. Go ahead. Worship your God, but stay in Egypt. One writer says, evil is always suggesting some compromise. To listen to it is to remain enslaved. It was a big enough concession that most people would have taken Pharaoh up on his offer, says Riken. If Moses had been in a mood to compromise, it would have been easy to rationalize. This is the best offer we're going to get. He might have said, why don't we take it? After all, the really important thing is that we offer sacrifice to God, not where we do it. The really important thing is that we do it, not where and how. This sound vaguely familiar to any of you? Oh, you guys, you guys can worship, but we only want 10 people in your buildings in Canada. Well, what if I have a congregation of 1,000? Well, then do 100 services on a Sunday, 10 at a time. Oh, and we don't want you singing when you get together because we know that that is a super spare. So we can't sing. And the government says, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. Look, I, I pray, I pray before a meal. I understand what you guys want, but, right? We'll put aside all the science for a second, which I think many people have done. The contemporary church has made many compromises, and I'm not just talking about COVID kind of stuff. Amen? I look at the landscape of the church today, frankly, brothers and sisters, and sometimes I hear what's going on elsewhere. I hear, I hear other messages, and sometimes I'm encouraged, but sometimes I can't believe what's going on in the church. I can't believe where we've gotten to to try to bring numbers in and the number of compromises that have occurred. Well, do we negotiate? You can go to church, but don't go out and share your faith. Don't go, to, don't go out on the mission field. Stay within the land. Isn't that taking things a little too far? This partial concession suggested Uh, has two later partial concessions. One, you may go, but leave your children and your women behind. Okay, you, you get spiritual, but leave your kids to us. Two, you may go out, but leave your flocks and possessions behind. We don't want your possessions in, involved in your faith. Still hear the same lure from the roaring lion seeking people to devour. Worship God, but don't take it too far. Confine it to one hour on a Sunday morning. Worship God, but let me have your kids. Worship God, but leave your possessions out of it. Sound familiar? 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. You know, since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on seven radio stations, one in Southern California, one in Northern California in the Bay Area, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, and two in Georgia, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. In addition, we have listeners all over the world, like in South Africa, Nepal, Australia, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, and Israel, thanks to our podcast. The country where we have the second most listeners is India. Fewer than 3% of the population are Christians there. The hope of the gospel is getting around. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth by giving at least $5 a month and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness, and also contributing to the joy in learning God's Word and feeling Him close. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener supported and expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support has grown to nearly 35%, and we are praying for more listeners to become part of the Walk in Truth team. Can you become a Walk in Truth partner? Or can you give a one-time tax-deductible Christmas gift today? Please help us reach 50% listener support before the year ends. Call 844-48-TRUTH to give or visit walkintruth.com. That's 844-488-7884. 844-488-7884. One more time, 844-488-7884 or visit walkintruth.com. And Merry Christmas. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Do we negotiate? You can go to church, but don't go out and share your faith. Don't go, to, don't go out on the mission field. Stay within the land. Isn't that taking things a little too far? This partial concession suggested uh, has two later partial concessions. One, you may go, but leave your children and your women behind. Okay, you, you get spiritual, but leave your kids to us. Two, you may go out, but leave your flocks and possessions behind. We don't want your possessions in, involved in your faith. Still hear the same lure from the roaring lion seeking people to devour. Worship God, but don't take it too far. Confine, confine it to one hour on a Sunday morning. Worship God, but let me have your kids. Worship God, but leave your possessions out of it. Sound familiar? It's everything that's happening right now. But Moses said, it's not right to do so, for we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God. Look at Moses taking this stand. <laughs> What I, we won't, uh, for we shall sacrifice to the Lord our God what is an abomination to the Egyptians. And if we sacrifice what is an abomination to the Egyptians before their eyes, will they not stone us? Here's the deal 
The animals intended to be sacrificed, such as bulls and rams, were sacred in Egypt. Bulls were sacred representing Egypt's gods and goddesses. To Apis, cows to Isis, calves to Hathor, rams to Ammon, and so forth. Rioting and bloodshed certainly would have occurred had they done it within the land. And maybe that's what Pharaoh wanted. Stay within the land, because maybe in his mind he was thinking, you know, if they do these sacrifices to these animals that we consider gods, my people will go crazy. And we'll have riots and bloodshed, and maybe the job will get taken care of. One writer says, to draw a comparison, sacrificing bulls among the Egyptians would be like a pig roast at a synagogue or cooking burgers in front of a Hindu temple. It was going to cause problems. And he says, we must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he commands us. We will obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. Amen? That was kind of a weak amen, but... Time to get out of Egypt. In our world of moral chaos, you know what's happening? And this may be hard for some of you to hear, but this is what it is. People are saying that you can be a Christian, but you can defy a clear moral command of God and still be in good standing with God. And that doesn't fly, brethren. What's what's really happening there is people are fooling themselves. They're playing a game. I can remain morally uh, in rebellion to God and I can still call myself a Christian. Now, I'm not talking about everyday struggles that we all have. I'm talking about being an open, unrepentant sin and saying, I believe it's okay for me to do this and still do what I do as a Christian, in quotes. Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away. And then say a little prayer for me. (laughs) And as you're going out, I could use some prayer. (laughs) Yeah, you can. It looks like you're having a bad week, Pharaoh. Pray for me. Pray for me. He doesn't say, pray for my people. What kind of leader is this guy? (laughs) Pray for me. Crunch, crunch. (laughs) Look, I, I know desperate people ask for prayer. Talk to the big man upstairs. I don't care anymore. Get these beetles out of here. And Moses said, behold, I'm going out from you. And I shall make supplication to the Lord that the swarm of insects may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants, from his people tomorrow. You look like you're really bugged, Pharaoh. Only do not let Pharaoh deal deceitfully again in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. You got a bad track record, Pharaoh. Every time you get a little space of relief, you change your mind. You go back, you renege. You know anybody like that? It sounded good. We're, uh, this, uh, we're making a declaration. We're going to sign it this week. This is what we're now doing. Get a little relief. Well, and Moses went out from Pharaoh and he prayed for him. He made supplication to the Lord. We're almost done. And the Lord did as Moses asked and removed the swarms of insects from Pharaoh, from his servants, 
from his people. Not one remained. (laughs) Can you imagine that? That's a miracle. Can you imagine what a relief that must have been to be living in this terrible situation? Know that Moses told you he was going to pray. Know the timing and have it lifted. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. Spurgeon says they were not Pharaoh's people. Pharaoh never chose them. He had never bought them, brought them where they were. He had not fought with them and overcome them. They were not captives in war, Israel, nor did they dwell in territory, which was the spoil of a fair conflict. He had no business saying, I will let you go. Or He had no business having control over the people in the first place. You see the implication there, brothers, sisters? He had no business claiming to control over them in the first place. Oh, I'll let them go. I won't let them go. You've been listening to The Coming Swarm, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 8, verses 20 through 32. And as always, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, if you're having a hard time and need someone to talk to, or maybe you don't even feel like talking, but you could use some prayer, we have pastors on staff that would love to do that with you. You can call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, friends, when we look at our world the last couple of years, there has been indeed stormy, stormy times. When I preached this message, we were right on the heels of the COVID outbreak. And our world is still reeling in so many ways. And we could talk about, you know, the threat of war, nuclear war. We could talk about, you know, what the Bible says about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the bottom line. When the storms come, and they will come, Jesus said it's inevitable that tribulation and storms will come. The question is, will your house stand? And I think of what Jesus said at the end of Matthew 7 in the Sermon on the Mount. When the waves and and the wind beat against the house, will it stand? Will we stand on judgment day? And and the question is really going to be answered by the fact that we're in Christ or we're not. And if you're in Christ, well, then you will stand on that day because he's able to keep you from stumbling. That's the end of Jude. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and this is Walk in Truth. And maybe you wondered, Pastor Michael, what is your vision and dream for Walk in Truth? Why do you guys do what you do? And what do you hope that we get out of it? Well, let me answer the question. First of all, the dream of Walk in Truth was formed when I was flying in an airplane over Ontario Airport and thinking about, Lord, how can we reach more people? And really, radio came to my heart. We started way back in 2008 on a single local radio station in Riverside County. And we started once a week for a half an hour on Sunday mornings on a Uh, kind of a conservative talk station that didn't have a lot of Bible teaching. And now the ministry has spread out to multiple radio stations and to thousands of people listening via podcast. And we're so grateful for each one of you. And you know, what we want to see happen with Walk in Truth is that the Lord would take it to the ends of the earth if that's his will. And one of the ways that that happens is through giving. 
Now, we need your prayers, and I, I want to tell you, we all deeply appreciate and covet uh, those of you who pray for us, and we, we would ask you, please continue to pray for us. But another way you can help, you can catch the vision or come alongside the vision. If you believe in what we're doing, and many of you have been listening for a while, some of you are already partners, but how about an end-of-the-year gift to really uh, help us do more? Now, you can give a one-time donation. You can give a end-of-the-year donation, whatever you want to do. You can give $10, $100, $1,000, $10,000, whatever you want to do. Uh, it's between you and the Lord. There's, We're not going to compel anybody, but we're just saying, if you've been blessed by this radio ministry, would you consider a donation? The major percentage of donations that come in for this radio ministry come from this local church that I have the privilege of being senior pastor. It comes out of our budget. And then a lot of our members give to the program as well. But a lot of you have jumped on board as well. Some of you are here in Southern California. Some of you are in other states. But I just want to say a big thank you from the bottom of my heart, the team's heart, because it means a lot. We do this for love of the Lord and passion to see many, many people not only get saved, but become disciples. That's what Walk in Truth is all about. Hey, if you want to find out more or partner with us, go to walkintruth.com and you can click on the Give tab. That's walkintruth.com. Partner with us today if you can. Appreciate your prayers. We love you. See you tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 9 called Bulls and Boils. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.